Alana, for those of you who are new or don't know me. Yes, it's real awesome to be here tonight. Um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. Yeah, grew up um, in Mahurangi, which is like an hour, an hour north of Auckland, um, and was there until I was kind of about 18, and then have been kind of floating around these communities for the last um, four, four years or so, and um, yeah, connected in with the free store, and then um, have been a part of this whānau um, for the last two, two years or so. Um, so yeah, it's real, real cool to be here tonight. Yeah, where, where I'm speaking from tonight is um, Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Yeah, so so far, so far in the book of Matthew, Matthew has taken his, his readers through Jesus' birth, um, John the Baptist preparing the way, um, Jesus' baptism, and, and Jesus in the desert. And that kind of lands us to where we are now. Um, so, yeah, I guess following on from that, Jesus has just gathered his disciples. And we, we read Jesus' first block of teaching, um, which announces the arrival of God's kingdom. This announcement is for anyone and everyone. And this block of teaching is, is basically like a 101 on how to live in the kingdom of God. And, and this kingdom is one where people are transformed by love to love. Um, it's a kingdom that looked radically different to the empire of the day, the Roman empire of the day, and also looked radically different to um, what the Jews were expecting from their Messiah. Yeah, it's a kingdom that follows the reign of a king who, who died on a cross and then rose three days later. By... Announcing the arrival of God's kingdom and inviting people to, to join this new family. Jesus was and is asking everyone to lay down some things, ways of life, ideas, alliances, and to adopt other ways of being that align with, with God's kingdom. Jesus' invitation is still the same for us today. Another way of framing that is that um, Jesus asks us to lay down some things and to adopt other things and really asks us to live a different way. That's where today's passage is nestled. It's nestled into this block of teaching on how to live in God's kingdom. And so the passage starts off with this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Within this block of teaching, this 101 on how to live in the kingdom of God, Jesus is really clear that this new order, this new way of life does not include or evolve around worry or fear of not enough. 
Jesus is pretty clear on saying, do not. It is one of the core ways for living in God's kingdom. Yeah, I guess my take on this is, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about what you eat or what you drink. This, this worrying or this fear of not enough is not um, something that we can just pick and choose when we want to adopt this. Instead, it is a core marker or, or a key characteristic trait of this new family, this um, new way of living that Jesus was calling people to, to take part in. The call is the same today. Worry is something that is to be laid down, put to rest when we seek to live a life that aligns with God's kingdom. God's kingdom is this new order, a way of believing and living that God established through Jesus and continues through this family, the church today. In this section, Jesus invites us to lay down beliefs and ways of living, and in this case, worry, and pick up other beliefs and ways of being. I don't believe that Jesus said this would be easy. This is really pushing pushing against um, the tide. However, I do think that as the family of God, for anyone who is desiring to follow Jesus, we have to, we have to wrestle with this. We have to wrestle with what Jesus talked about and the way that Jesus called us to live around this idea of not worrying. Wanted to do something slightly different for me in terms of kind of getting a little bit more engagement. And so, yeah, just wanting, yeah, ask a question and get you to like yarn to the person next to you or in kind of a group of three. We'll give you like a couple minutes and then maybe a couple people can feed back. So I guess the, the question that I'd love you and your peers or threes to um, chat about would be what beliefs might drive a habit or practice of worry? Cool. Some of the things that kind of came up for me when I was thinking about this question earlier in the week was there's a belief there sometimes for me that um, I have to rely solely on myself or that like I need to be in control or it's too scary to be out of control. And so probably a lot of those beliefs are, are different for, for a lot of us. Um, but kind of, yeah, I think that it's like really important that we have these conversations around like what beliefs uh, are driving that habit or like that practice that um, of worry and just the idea that that Jesus lay um, I guess asks us to lay lay down those things to to follow him and so we hold we hold those which are a lot of potentially quite heavy things and I guess yeah want to acknowledge that in this passage Jesus doesn't just tell us what not to do or what beliefs and practices we like need to lay down. Jesus also tells us what we're invited into and what beliefs and habits um, we're invited to adopt or to take up. And so um, when we look at the passage, there's an invitation to seek first God's kingdom. And so, yeah, that leads us into this next part of the passage, which says, but seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. <clears throat> Each day is enough trouble of its own. Jesus asked us to lay down a practice of worry, 
fueled by many different beliefs um, and to adopt a practice of trust in God. Adopting new practices and habits means we need to turn away, which I guess is the meaning of the word repent, we need to turn away from current ways of believing and living and turn towards, adopt or pick up new beliefs and actions that align with God's kingdom. And so, yeah, I guess we'd love to spend just like a couple quick minutes and we'll do a little bit of feedback again. Reflecting on this passage, what might be some of the habits that Jesus is inviting us to adopt or take up? Feels like we've come to a natural love. Yeah, I really like personally resonate a lot with that idea of like having carved like carved out time to come before God and and acknowledge what what is going on in a really real sense, and also that idea of control and kind of being honest with that, and also like yeah, I guess making making space, making room for God to to speak into those those spaces kind of continuing continuing on from that seeking yeah seeking first god's kingdom is a posture and a practice that we adopt seeking seeking god and placing full trust in god is a key characteristic that marks marks us as the people of god i guess as i was writing this earlier imagining what my life would look like if i were to like fully trust god i really just acknowledge that Maybe not for everyone, but like for me, I was just like, man, this seems so absurd. Like the idea and like following through on that of like trusting God fully just seems so foolish and absurd in a culture where we are encouraged to be self-sufficient and be in control. And the, yeah, the culture of consumerism and consumption is so driven by the belief of of scarcity and, and the fear of, of not enough, not being enough or not wearing enough or having enough or whatever. And it's the deep, the deep shame that can come along with that. However, as like I was writing this and as like absurd as this idea of like full trust in God seems, I'm also really, really curious and desperate as to how this way that Jesus calls us to live by, laying down worry and adopting full trust in God, how that might actually transform the way that we relate to God, we relate to each other, and we relate to, or I guess, how we live in the world. A little example of what this kind of looked like for me personally over the last little while was at the start of the year, the Kensington Street chapter had a couple weeks where there was like a little, yeah, the house that I live in, there was like a little bit of uncertainty as to all of us being able to stay there for the rest of the year, kind of to the point where we weren't sure whether like all of us would be able to live there, and also to the point where at one point it was like, yeah, we're going to terminate your, your tenancy. Yeah, and I guess this was like unexpected and unideal. <laughs> and it was those things. And really got like quite a deep sense from God like an invitation for like me and also our house to kind of lay down that like lay down that worry and lay down that stress and I guess what that means for me is like trying to figure it all out trying to like figure out oh how is this going to work out and to instead like fully trust and back that like God was going to come through and make a way for 
the five of us to be in that space together. This like this trusting in God didn't look like just doing nothing and sitting around and like kind of twiddling our thumbs, but it did look like I guess not using my time to just try and figure it out. Um, it meant really getting a sense of praying blessing over the the landlords and like the property kind of management agency and asking for help. And I guess as well for me, kind of not creating plan Bs as well. And so I guess kind of where that's landed at the moment is we have been able to stay in our house, which is like pretty amazing and like was a complete miracle. Praise, praise to God, eh? It was pretty awesome. Got a bit more, but I feel like time-wise we are just going to like stop because I feel like I've yarned for a while. So I guess, yeah, the kind of the main, like the main things that I'd want to like emphasize for tonight is just like, with this verse, Jesus is really asking us to lay down some things and to adopt other things that align with, with God's kingdom. And so I guess my kind of, my questions or like closing points would be, what is God inviting you to lay down? Where is God inviting you to trust in God? Yeah, and I guess I got a sense kind of early in the week of like, if trusting in God is a hard thing, like asking for for us, like maybe a response is asking for a renewed revelation of who, who God is. Yeah, so those would be kind of my responses from those those things tonight. Yeah, I think Hamish had something else to add to that, and then we'll get the music team up. Awesome. How about we jump to our feedback? Just a sense I kind of got, as Lance was speaking before, was just, I think for some of us, there's this kind of particular, I guess, like kind of spirit of control that people, that some of us are really struggling with. And so I guess my invitation, in addition to what Lance has asked of us, is, you know, if this thing of control is something that um, any of you really struggle with specifically, then I would invite you to jump down by the cross and one of us will come pray for you and to really... As Lance said before, asking, um, you know, how, like, I, I really feel like trust, cultivating like a, a real depth of trust is kind of the, the counter response to to those of us who are struggling maybe with that, that sense of wanting to control everything.